0: What's going on Chalk Nation, Yaya here, coming back at you Monday morning, beautiful day in SoCal and we have another brand new episode of the Real Chalk Podcast for you guys. This week was actually a lot of fun because for the first time ever it kind of felt like Ryan and I were on opposite spectrums of the topic that we were arguing and we were talking about alcohol and how it affects not only your fitness levels but your metabolism and basically the way you look in general. So it was fun just kind of arguing with him. Back and forth, he made some good points. I think I had some good uh, counter points. Obviously, I understand that drinking is not good for you, but we still all do it. We still all love it. So I'm kind of going more into how to drink and still be fit, and Ryan is more going into why not to drink ever, ever again. And, I mean, he's making some good points, so you guys better get ready. Maybe not the best episode to be sipping a beer to, but, you know, you do you, boo-boo. Also, this episode is brought to you by Gainsbox. If you've never heard of Gainsbox, It's basically a monthly gift that you get in the box. It's a subscription service where you sign up and you receive a box full of goodies every single month that you can use in the gym. ranges from shirts, hoodies, beanies, wrist wraps, maybe some energy drinks, uh, some tape. Honestly, everything that you can use in and maybe even outside the gym. And this month, for the first time ever, Chalk is actually going to make an appearance in the box, Um, our Chalk Online Programming. It's going to be in there for a free month with the code that you're only going to get in the gains box. Um, with it being December also, this is really like Christmas every month for CrossFitters. So if you sign up now, it's 32 bucks a month. And right now, if you go to their website, you're actually getting 10% off your first box. You you can have Christmas every month, not just in December. So 32 bucks to sign up. I think the December box has close to $100 worth of stuff in it so definitely a good time to sign up uh that's enough for me for right now i'll let you guys dive into the episode hope you enjoy it all right chalk nation we're back on the mic it's been a minute took us like a couple weeks to get a new topic Uh, but we finally got something everything is pretty good something that actually mixes pretty well with crossfit and that is drinking alcohol a lot of people like to go hard in the gym but maybe also go pretty hard outside the gym so we wanted to talk about the effects and kind of what happens to your body the moment you drink alcohol, the next couple of days, what it does to your fitness levels, what it does to exercises in general. Um, we'll go over all of that.
1: Yeah, and just anybody who's into fitness in general, you don't have to just be a CrossFitter, but but yeah. what's going on with your body when you go into the gym the next day and you feel like shit? Um, obviously, you can say, you know, I went drinking last night and that's why I feel like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also for people who want to compete or for people who just want to get better or even fat loss. like I think a big thing that um, that goes along with drinking is fat loss because a lot of people who are looking for meal plans, who hit me up for meal plans or hit up my other coaches at my gym for meal plans, the biggest thing is they usually almost always say, well, can I still drink or what if I drink a glass of wine or mm-hmm. what if this or what if that? And drinking is – it's a big part of – uh, some people's culture, and it's also a big part of some people's lives in general.
0: Or a lot of people also ask like, when they're counting macros. You know what I mean? Like, how do I count a beer? Yeah, how how I do count I count this. a glass of wine? Like, what do I do with this? Yeah. You know? The only like, reason
1: I say CrossFitters is just because I know CrossFitters go hard in the gym. Yeah. So they go just as hard outside the gym. Yeah. I was never actually really one of those people. But when I do yeah. go hard, it is, uh, it it's is—it's a memorable experience for Definitely. sure. Well, on that note, uh, Yannick's note right there about um, how do I put this into my macros. A lot of you guys probably don't know. But for every gram of alcohol, you're getting seven calories. So of all of our macros, our fat is uh, nine calories, and our carbs and our proteins are four calories per gram. So for every gram of alcohol, you're getting seven. You're getting a little bit closer to that fat content. You're getting more calories per gram. Um, but that doesn't necessarily play into like, how you're gaining weight. You're not gaining weight because of the seven calories program. you're usually gaining weight because of your just uh, poorly poor decisions that you make after <laughs> after the seven calories, right? Uh, your inhibitions go down, and you start just making a bunch of just a domino effect of bad decisions. Usually, when you uh, think about all the bad food you've eaten in your life, like the really bad stuff, it was probably alcohol related. Yep, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I was talking to another member at the gym a couple of days ago. Chad. Yeah. By the way, ladies, Chad Engle, single, good looking. Also, he drives a Tesla. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome for the shout out. I think he's Changle on Instagram, so go get him. But anyways, he said he said it perfectly, so I'm just going to quote him. Yeah. He said, alcohol is like the epicenter of everything bad.
1: Yeah.
0: As soon as you start drinking, you start making worse decisions. Mm-hmm. And so you eat a bunch of shit at night. So then you wake up and you feel like shit. You don't sleep well. You're not well rested. So then you yeah. start skipping workouts. You start... The next day, I mean, if you guys ever had like a really terrible hangover, most likely you're craving like super greasy, fatty, disgusting food.
1: Like- and what pisses me off is people actually encourage that. They're like, you know, what you need, you just need a greasy meal. It's yeah, yeah. Like- yeah. Where the fuck did that come from? Uh Like, where is that notion noted anywhere in science where you eat greasy food that is going to make you feel okay? But I mean, it is
0: true. It just feels better. Like, waking up the next morning with a hangover and trying to eat, like, chicken and rice is almost fucking impossible. I don't Uh know what it is. But that's kind of, like, the point that he was trying to make, and I totally agree with it, that once you start drinking everything else in your life gets affected by it. It's not just that one day. You know what I mean? If you go on a full-out, like, fucking binger for two days over the weekend, Mm -hmm. it literally takes you until maybe Thursday to get your life back together. And then the next day is already Friday night again, so you're back at it. Yeah, I mean, you you could
1: even wake up with a kid. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just wake
0: up with it in your arm.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of bad things that go along with drinking. Um All right. I think another thing that's really, really important to acknowledge um, is that when you do drink, um, the alcohol in your system becomes the main priority for your metabolism. So it's the main thing that needs to get broken down immediately. So for those of you out there, you're you know you're you're killing it on your diet. You're eating your vegetables. You're eating your meat. Your macros are on point, or whatever is going on, um, and you're at dinner and you just got such a good expensive steak and the vegetables and everything, and then you just start drinking your ass off. You're like, your your buddy showed up. You just guys start making it rain. (laughs) All that protein, all the vegetables, all that good stuff gets put on the burner now because the longer that the alcohol is in your system, it actually becomes like a little bit more toxic for your body. So your body makes that the number one priority um, for metabolism. So the more you start drinking, it keeps pushing that metabolism back. Uh, and the likelier, the more likely it is to become fat in the body. So um, there's a, a couple of different components to that that I've been doing a lot of research on recently that kind of like blew my mind, but I just thought that was like a super quick, interesting tip that I can give you guys uh, that when you do eat really good food um, and then you start drinking, you actually, you kind of like ruin that whole scenario. But um, one tip that I can give you in that In that same realm is if you are going to drink for the night and you know it's going to happen some things you can do are you can either pick between carbohydrates for the night or you can pick alcohol for the night and that at least that you're going to be somehow saving yourself from unnecessary fat gain unnecessary calories um, and usually there's not a lot of things you can eat while you're drunk uh, that don't have carbs in it that are really going to mess you <laughs> really up, right? That
0: are fucking good, too.
1: Right? So, I mean, like, yep. as soon as you get drunk or as soon as you start having a couple of drinks, um, the first thing I feel like is, like, pizza. You mentioned tater tots the other day. From Bro, <laughs>
0: animal-style tater tots? It's way better. If you feel even have only, like, a couple of drinks, those I'm sure those things yeah. are good sober. Yeah. But with a couple of drinks inside you, those things are off the charts.
1: So, I mean, th- that is that is one thing you can do. So when you go out for the night, you can either choose to have carbohydrates, you can choose to have alcohol. Um, they're, you know, they're both not going to be the best for your fat loss gains. Um, but those are definitely going to be, if you choose one or the other, you're not going to be the person who wakes up six months, uh, down the road or after the holiday season and you're like, holy shit, I just gained 20 pounds. Yep. You're going to be getting drunk and you are be like, oh, the only thing I can actually eat is like meat. So, I mean, you're really, you're not going to be doing yourself a giant disservice, but what I think It's damage control at that point. Yeah, really. it's damage control. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good way to put it. Um, and I want everyone out there in the in the in the free world who's uh, who's listening to this podcast. And I know you guys know myself and Yaya pretty well, but um, I think throughout the rest of this podcast, it's probably going to be like a an arguing of him and I because he <laughs> likes the drink and I don't. I'm on the pro side. Yeah, he's the sure. pro.
0: I'm the con. So. Well, it's in, my sis, it's in my, like, DNA, too. Yeah. Being born in Germany, I basically had beer in my baby bottle. So, yeah. you know, it's it's honestly, it's crazy to, like, understand it, but I try to tell people this all the time. It's, like, almost part of the culture over there, so much more. Yeah, it is. You know, like, dude, my dad has a beer every day for lunch, and it's just normal. Oktoberfest
1: is built it's, on you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We invented that shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, when I was in college, holy shit, I did some drinking, dude. Yeah. I mean, for those of you guys who don't know, I used to work at Abercrombie & Fitch. I'm not not embarrassed. Oh, I didn't know that either. Oh, man. So I used to work there. Hell and, yeah, shirtless and everything. And I worked at, uh, it was in Ala, Ala Moana Mall in Hawaii. And um, me and my buddies, we would get so drunk, like, the night before we'd go to work. Or, like, sometimes they would dare me to, like, get drunk while you're at work. Like, we would just get hammered and then go to work. And to would be all these, like, Japanese girls and stuff. And we'd be like trying to like look up things to say to them <laughs> trying to hit on them we would be all like drunk it was so funny um, I'll never forget this one time I said something just absolutely ridiculous to this girl in I, Japanese? I said it in just straight up English Oh, <laughs> straight up English I don't even like I, I almost don't want to say it in case my mom's listening to the show mom if you're listening just put it on, put it on mute real quick
0: cover your ears mom
1: But, like, I literally, like, whispered it in her ear, and it was so disgustingly filthy. I can't wait for (laughs) this. And the girl turns around, and she's like, do you not think that I don't speak English? And I was like, holy shit, you know? And then... She, like, laughed about it, but, like,
0: was really, really offended. But, uh, anyway, I was, like... I've that's... always been waiting for that moment to happen. Like, whenever my sister's here or when I have, like, a buddy from Germany here or something like that, because we're just out and about, and we're just talking shit about people that sit right next to us. Yeah. Right? In German, mm-hmm. obviously, because we're like, well, they don't fucking understand. Yeah. And I'm waiting for the one day where someone just turns around and it's like, I totally. fucking understand what you're saying. And
1: I wonder that all the time when people are talking in Spanish, like, if I'm doing something... And They're I'm talking, talking
0: shit I'm, for like, sure, 100%. Damn. You never know. 100% duck shit.
1: Um, so... We'll have uh, Yaya kick in on the sides of, uh, of the pros, and I'll always go over the cons for you guys. Um, I might know a little bit about both. I got bad news, guys. There's not a lot of pros. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that I've, I've been in the gym when Yaya's come in, and he's PR'd some sort of lift after drinking. Yep. <clears throat> I don't know the science behind that. Um,
0: I can tell you one thing, and I, I, I wish there was someone – if anybody's listening to this and you have the means to do this like science experiment, I don't know what it is. But even when I, back in the day when I was playing football – Dude, if I had a game or if I had um, practice the next day, I don't know what it is. But if I was super hungover, it was always the best best game of my life. And I think it's just because you don't expect anything. You're just like, I'm so fucked up. I'm just going to make it through this. And then... You kind of go into it so like loosened up, and you don't like put all the pressure on you, and like it just goes. Maybe that's just what it is. It's just it like the be. psychological effect. But yeah, you're you're totally right to have us all the time.
1: I think less <laughs> expectations you have going into a competition in general; mm-hmm. those are always my best competitions. That yeah, I exactly.
0: You have in, less jitters. You don't. Yeah. that could be part yeah. of like really think what about it is. It. I think
1: so. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've had you know multiple times where I've come into the gym after drinking and I'll PR my front squat or PR my back squat. Or... Dude,
0: Thanksgiving was bad, bro. When I went out on Wednesday and I came in on Thursday morning, I was legit still hammered.
1: Bro. I actually remember that.
0: Dude, I tried to take my bike to to the gym and I was walking out. I got in the elevator with my bike and I'm like, I can't take the bike right now. And I called an Uber for like a half
1: mile ride to the gym. Dude, I actually lost my moped one time when I was in Hawaii because I got so drunk. <laughs> you can't and it. I locked it up and I it took me like over a week to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to school. I had a lot of stuff to do. It took me actually like around six days to find it.
0: It's funny because when my scooter got stolen a couple weeks ago, the first thing that Nick said to me was like, are you sure you weren't drunk? If you parked it somewhere where you don't remember you put it.
1: <clears throat> All right. So there's that. So you could potentially wake up and get, and get some PRs on your list. Sure. However, there is one thing that is definitely not going to happen and you will not be doing Murph or any sort of cardio workout with record know. time. That is for sure. Um, that's mainly because, yeah your neurotransmitters are burned out. Um, and because of that, you also have just like a very, very low self-worth going on in your body. (laughs) (laughs) Once those neurotransmitters are down, you're definitely feeling, feeling pretty bad. Um, and usually from that, you, you get, you get the grogginess. You usually have bad sleep. That's another thing that adds to the... To the fat, the fat loss. Yep. If you're not sleeping really well, you almost always are going to have um, troubles, trouble, and um, yeah, just trouble losing weight. That's the word I'm looking for. The
0: other thing too that a lot of or people fat. don't understand is when you're really drunk and you go into sleep, it might feel like you just knock out right away and you sleep for like ten hours or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The thing is just that it's super unrestful sleep. Like your body is in so much stressed the entire night trying to get rid of all his alcohol, that you might be sleeping really deeply, but your body isn't getting the same rest as if you were sleeping sober. Well,
1: every time I ever went to bed drunk, it would be like, I would go to bed at 2 or 3, 4 yeah. in the morning, i wake up at 6 a.m. Wake
0: up at 6 a.m., yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But studies do show that when you do drink a lot and you go to sleep, you never actually hit REM. Yeah,
0: exactly. You never hit your REM cycle. Yeah, because you, your body can't ever fully, like, turn off.
1: Yeah. Um... So as you drink, your brain uses up GABA, and then the GABA is what helps you sleep. So if the alcohol is consuming the GABA, that's pretty much why you're not really, really sleeping. What's all that GABA? Well. GABA is just like uh, it's 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 one of the receptors in your brain, like the you okay. know that helps you fall asleep. Is, oh, okay, you can take it actually as a, a supplement, like in, melatonin. Kind of. In addition to melatonin, a okay. lot of them have a combination of the two. Um, and then there's a there's like some supplements out there called tranquil sleep usually has a combination of all those and then uh-huh. there's like valerian root yep. that actually help you guys sleep a couple things in there um i do know is if you drink a ton of water also while this is all going on that will help clear your system of the toxins a little bit faster so a lot of those people who tell you to drink a glass of water with every beer or a glass of water with every shot that is right um it's not going to help your fat loss necessarily. I actually have something that is saying the opposite of what you're saying right now. Oh, go
0: for it. So, the one thing that, like, for the people that don't know, I'm for sure an avid drinker. Um, but when someone told me this, like, I always knew it was bad for me. When someone told me this, I was so in shock that, like, I couldn't believe them. So, I did more research and I looked up, and unfortunately, it's actually true, that the whole... I'm sure you guys, if you're super into, like, fitness and healthy lifestyle and stuff, you guys have seen, like, the alkaline waters everywhere, Mm -hmm. right? Because people are saying that, like, other waters kind of fuck with your pH balance. So, for those of you that don't know pH balance or what that is at all, basically every liquid has um, an acid content in it. Or pH balance measures the acid content of that liquid. So, in this case, it's your blood. Your blood's a liquid. So, it can be very... Acidic, or you can be alkaline, which is the other spectrum. Usually our body likes to be right in the middle, a little bit more alkaline. So the whole scale ranges from 0 to 14, 0 to 7 being... Or 0 to 6.9, I guess, being acidic, and then 7.1 to 14 being alkaline. So 7 is like that neutral balance. Our body, naturally, if you don't put any food, any drink, any nothing into it, stays at a 7.4. So it's slightly on the alkaline side. The... Thing with alcohol, is that it totally fucks up that pH balance in your body. So you guys can be drinking all the fucking alkaline water if you want, it's not gonna change anything when starting to drink alcohol. Um the reason why that happens is because drinking alcohol, your kidney is responsible for um regulating that acid level in your blood naturally. So like you, you can eat stuff, you can drink other stuff that's not alcohol, it has maybe like a little bit of acidity in it. And your kidneys are there to filter that out, get rid of it again, and then actually your lungs finish the job by getting like, the toxins out. So mm-hmm. when, you, when you breathe out, it's actually when you breathe those toxins out. The problem is that when, like Ryan said, as soon as alcohol enters the system, that's, that becomes the priority. So it's the same thing for the kidneys. The kidneys are working so hard on breaking down the acidity of the alcohol that it can't break down anything else. So I got a little um, quote here. I thought this was perfect. Under normal circumstances your kidneys balance your kidneys balance your blood levels of phosphate ions against your level of several additional types of minerals. So you guys heard of these sodium, potassium, magnesium and chloride that affect other aspects of your blood health. Imbalances of any of these substances can significantly degrade the effectiveness of your body's overall metabolism. So that's exactly what we're talking about when Ryan is saying this kills fat loss, um, this might even lead to you gaining weight because your overall metabolism just completely slows down because everything stops because of the alcohol. Um, if you guys think that this isn't like a big deal or anything, pH levels above 7.8 or below 6.8 will kill a human. So if you acidity a city level or alkaline level get too out of whack, you can actually die from this. I'm not saying that alcohol is going to kill you, but I'm just saying it is a big deal, and very small changes in that can make really big changes over your body. So here's the shit that really fucked me up. If you have one beer with dinner, one beer that can change your pH balance to the acidic level for three days. One beer with dinner, three days. So that means for three days, everything that you're doing. You're being healthy, you're working out, you're eating right, you're not getting the 100% full effect of it because your body is still trying to regulate that pH balance.
1: And you're not absorbing all of your nutrients. Exactly.
0: Your body is still in stress, basically, because it wants to get back to that 7.4 that we were talking about. So it's working on other stuff, and everything else that you're doing, working out, eating, won't have the same effect. Now, if you go on like a full-out binger, and you're drinking Saturday, you wake up again Sunday, do mimosas, which... Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, And blackout, right? Your pH balance can be changed for two to three weeks just from those two days. Or even one day. If you like go super hard one day and you blackout that night and you wake up next morning. So that means for two weeks, whatever you're doing in the gym, whatever you're doing at home, all the healthiness, all the water that you're drinking, all that shit doesn't matter because your body is still preoccupied with doing something else. And here's the other thing that I was saying with the water. The problem is, Especially with drinks like beer, where it's kind of like diluted a little bit, right? it's not like a shot of alcohol. Mm -hmm. Your kidneys, one of your kidneys' main jobs is to filter any liquids that come into the body. For example, water. Yeah. So, the problem is that when you're drinking more and more water while your kidneys are already overwhelmed, you're just raising the acidity level because that water is just running through the kidneys because it's still dealing with alcohol. So, actually, if you're really fucked up and you're drinking more and more water, you're making the pH balance part of it making it a lot worse. So the only way to like kind of counterbalance that a little bit is to be super hydrated by the time you start drinking. So like, let's say I want to, I know I'm drinking tonight, right? Friday night, going out, make sure that day you're for sure having enough water, probably like two or three days leading up to it. Kind of like you would like going out to like a big competition where like, all right, I really need to be hydrated for this, right? Maybe some Pedialyte or something before that, but you definitely want to be hydrated before going in and just like the other points we were making, this is damage control. This is this is still not going to make up for it, but at least that can help you a little bit, right? And since I'm the pro side of this, little advocate, little um, pro tip. Since I'm the veteran on this topic, if you guys want to drink and you want to go out the next day, one really good thing to do right before you go to sleep, so when you go home after that drinking, is to just swallow like a half tablespoon or teaspoon of salt, because all that salt will actually soak up some of that liquid that's just, like, lingering, on your bo- lingering around your body that your um, kidneys can't absorb, and the salt will actually absorb it and help get that pH balance back in order a little bit faster.
1: That's really interesting. I did not actually know that. Um, the pH level thing is definitely not something I've ever looked too much too much into. Crazy. I've, I've read about it and, and seen that tangent kind of go off. Yeah. Everyone has, like, their own little things that they go about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely very interesting. It makes sense as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and then thing another thing about. with the pH balance, just cause you're just bringing it up, you want to know, you know, you know this, another drink that's super on the acidic side, not alcohol. You want to guess? Uh, I don't know. We drink it almost every day. Um, uh, sparkling water? No, coffee. Oh, coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Coffee so is coffee, caffeine, right? Yeah. So then this is when you really fucking start the downward spiral. Because you wake up the next day, you're super hungover, you feel like shit, you have coffee. your body's already on the acidic side, and you have coffee on top of that, right? So you're just, like, prolonging that whole process. Oh, man, coffee's process. so good.
1: Coffee's so good. <laughs> <laughs> we could have another podcast about caffeine. But oh, my God, yeah. That's should. a whole other one altogether. I mean, to add to uh, what he's kind of talking about, like, combating the after effects of alcohol – uh and some things that you can do beforehand. So maybe instead of having the water during uh you have for every beer you plan on having, maybe have a glass of water prior to. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a better way for me to have have said my water analogy. Good job planning that out. Um <laughs> Yeah, you never know. But you know what guy, like I'm on I'm good. I, I had four glasses of water before I came out tonight, so I've <laughs> <have> had four beers. <laughs> I'm good. Look at you, look at you. That's when the
0: whole thing comes in. Yeah. I'm going out, I'm only having two beers. Yeah, and yeah, it never yeah. fucking works. Cause you only had two
1: glasses of water all day. Exactly. Um, Some other things that you can look into before going out for the night is strategies of what you can actually drink. So a lot of beers are high in wheat, which are high in gluten and high in sugar usually. Um, and managing your blood sugar is always priority when it comes to fat loss. Gluten-free beers do exist. Um, or rich red wines, usually a little bit better. Uh, if you're going to go for a liquor, you're looking for clear stuff versus dark stuff that usually has less sugar in it. Tequila. So tequila usually is number one, especially for CrossFitters. Hell yeah. Stay away from mixed drinks. Yeah. They'll have way too much sugar. That's, I think that's like the number one thing that people want to drink usually a mixed drink because it sounds refreshing, especially like a margarita or something Well, like and that. because
0: alcohol tastes like shit. Like we all act like fucking alcohol is a super delicious thing,
1: but it tastes yeah, like ass. Understand. So you're trying people to like don't put that. it into Coke and put it into... Guys, I'm 31 years old. I've tried to like beer for 31 years. I don't like it. I've tried for 31 years. Like I've tried... So many beers and every time I drink one I'm like shit. I like I look-
0: like I like beer, but I mean how do people do this? It's you don't drink it for like the beer is a different thing, but like heart liquor, you don't drink heart liquor to like enjoy it. Like I was at You're saying heart or hard? <laughs> <laughs> you heart liquor? Heart I heart liquor for sure. Um my one of the guys at the gym, he actually owns a bar, so we, we go there for Monday night football, um, have some wings, have some beers. So a couple weeks ago. We're there and he came over to our table and he was like, Hey, we just got all these new tequilas in. You guys have to try them all. So we literally took like eight shots of different tequilas. And the entire time he was like, Oh you gotta try this one. This one's really good. Dude, after the third one, they all tasted exactly the same. And I would never say that they're good. Yeah. It's still liquor. It's not fucking chocolate pudding. And then, you know what I mean? but,
1: <laughs> and then once you're drunk, I feel like they just actually do taste good. You're like, Oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you that, s- you don't, the downward spiral begins. Exactly. Um <laughs> yeah such a good point but anyway it never actually tastes good it never tastes
0: good my drink of choice by the way and this took 26 years to uh, get to this point and it might be it's still a work in progress but this has been, has been working pretty good for me lately so if you guys are looking for that drink out of the bar you can order um, you get a shot of tequila with soda water top with a splash of grapefruit juice and then put a lime in it
1: okay so I was just going to tell them something very similar it's called the NorCal Margarita all right which is basically tequila, soda water, and lime. Ah, oh, perfect. So without the grape juice, basically. Yeah. So that is the healthiest, best drink you're going to have out there. Like, I'm a fucking alcohol genius, Yes, yeah, so that's going to be the best bang for your buck. So I have that written down in my notes here to, to mention that for you guys. The Nor- the NorCal Margarita is going to be the best bang for your buck. It's tequila, soda water, and a splash of lime. Yep. Yeah. And you're killing it. And like I said, it's not good, but... Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> 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 It'll do the trick. Um... I think another thing that's worth mentioning is during the research that I've done for this podcast, and I was trying to look into as many things as I could to have as much knowledge for you guys as I could. And just like fun tips, you know, you guys listen to so many podcasts, I'm sure. um, And some of them geek out so much to the point where it's like it gets hard to listen to. It's why we try to joke around a little bit. Um, It's also another reason why we didn't have a podcast for a few weeks, is I don't really like doing them unless it's something that I can really connect with you guys on and something you guys are really going to want to listen to. Good topic, you know a fun flow of everything. But uh I think it's really, really funny to note that every bit of information that I looked up or any podcast that I listened to to get like extra extra feedback or anything that I did research wise onto this was if the people who were talking about it liked alcohol, the amount that they just fought for it. Like they yeah. they all their research was like they're on Google or they were in, you know, PubMed looking up peer-reviewed journals or they were on someone's podcast and they are literally just searching for benefits of, yeah. of beer, yeah. benefits of yeah. tequila, you know. It's just, I, I feel like it, it like if you're listening to a different podcast than ours about alcohol, it's literally probably going to, if they support it, you're going to hear just the benefits of it. You might hear like one or two negatives and then you're going to have the guy who's like super against it and he's just going to have all of the negatives. One person that I did listen to um, I think it was the intermittent intermittent fasting podcast mm-hmm. um, there's these two girls on there and they were bringing up all these studies that they had and they're they're linked in their in their stories so I mean you can could, you could look it up it was legit but they're basically saying how one glass of wine every night was extending people's lives by like 10, 15 years. So it's okay so that you're saying that right now because I got a perfect yeah. – I have this written down also. Um, Let me hit this one little tip. Okay. So they're basically saying if you had one glass of wine, just one glass every night, you're going to extend your life significantly. If you didn't have at least one glass per night, it was equivalent to drinking five glasses uh, a night. So like you're, okay. you're okay. doing harm to your body by not drinking By not drinking it. So then both girls so on the show needs- are like, oh, fuck, yeah, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, not drinking is making me, like, five <laughs> drinks deep yeah. every night? <laughs> You've got you're to be kidding yourself. me. So, like, that's what I think is important for you guys out there. It's like, it's not just, like, Instagram. It's not just, like, podcasts. It's not, like, the information that you're finding online. Like, if you're going to look up information online, always go to PubMed or anywhere that has a peer-reviewed journal. Um with references and studies and all that stuff, like that's always going to be the best way to go. Even when you buy supplements and you see like, yeah. oh, university study says it's <clears throat> going to increase testosterone by 2,000% and then it's not a real study. You know what I mean? Like if you go on to PubMed and you look that up, it's, it's not a real study. Um, it's really, really, really hard to get that – Solid information out there.
0: The crazy thing about people is just they believe what they want to believe. You know exactly. what I mean? They can Google something and literally the first hundred pages of Google will be yeah. that it's terrible for you, and they find one little article that some yep. blogger wrote that it's good, and they'll they'll go with that. Dude, I can
1: rewind this tape right now. Tell everyone that a, a NorCal margarita will make you run a five minute mile. Yeah, exactly. And I would IV it, it into yeah. my fucking neck. <laughs> be like, sir, you actually only have to IV into your elbow into <laughs> your. <laughs> I want it in my neck. I heard that's 10% more absorption rate. I read on the internet
0: everything (laughs) on the internet is true. So I also read that on the internet. (laughs) But yeah, people just believe whatever they want to believe. The the sheer fact, honestly, like this is honestly mind-boggling if you think about it. Like let's say you're aliens and you come to this earth and you don't even – you know nothing, right? And we explain stuff to you. And you have to explain to people that people are literally with dinner – Drinking a glass of liquid poison. Because that's what it is to your body. Your body hates it. As soon as you put it in, that's why you get drunk because you're poisoned, basically. That's why you throw up if you have too much of it because your body just has to reject it that's why it your body makes eventually. it number one
1: in metabolism. It's like, holy shit, this yeah. got to go.
0: Yeah. So that's the craziest part that it even exists. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, really, like, it's nuts because yeah. it fucking kills us every glass that we have. So people will just go out and believe whatever they want because, oh, well, I read on this blog that, you know, glasses – Glass of wine will make you live longer, and it's funny because I actually have the exact um, breakdown of why it doesn't. Yeah. Right here, so um, red wines have a chemical known as
1: resveratrol. Oh, resver- resver-
0: resveratrol. Resveratrol. Yeah. So that has been shown in studies that it can help protect from obesity, diabetes, and heart disease.
1: That's a fact. Yeah, and it actually increases endurance. Uh, I actually know a ton of things about resveratrol in general.
0: But here's the thing. It's in wine, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But wine also has all these negative side effects that you don't mention in these studies. At the same time, however, resveratrol is also a substance found in grapes, blueberries, cranberries, and other foods that are not alcoholic. So if you really just want to prolong your life by getting more of that substance – you know what I mean? Just eat more blueberries. Yeah. Eat more raspberries. You don't have... Like, wine isn't like, oh, this is the only way <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can yeah. possibly get this into my body. You know what? People hear that one little thing that it's, like, good for you, and they just run with it because that's what Dude, they want.
1: everybody goes crazy on resveratrol. Like, so many people mention it. There's a bunch of, like, those pyramid scheme drinks out there. They put resveratrol on it to make it sound a lot healthier than what it is. Oh, and, seriously? Oh, yeah, totally. And, like... Because a lot of those, you know, Mono-V, a lot of these big drinks that came out back in the day, people were making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just tons. Of, it's just all sugar. Yeah. But they come up with like one or two or three things in, in there that sound really good on paper. And it's it just goes out, just goes out of control. Yeah. I'll never forget a study that I read. Um, and this, I'd love to find this and put it in, in the bio when we, when we uh, post this blog. We'll yeah, try. Um, but... It, it was a, they, were, they were worried about astronauts when they were going to space and, like, being in the zero gravity and, like, losing a lot of muscle mass. Okay. So they actually took some rats, and they didn't have the zero gravity uh, atmosphere, so they hung them from their legs upside down. <sighs> Super fucked up. Yeah. But they hung them from the rats up... They hung the rats upside down and then gave them... Half of them resveratrol and half of them not... Like, we'll give them nothing, right? Well, okay. They ate. And they, everything was the same for them except the other rats got resveratrol. Okay. And they didn't even lose any muscle mass the resveratrol ones so now you have people that are like holy shit I'm drinking wine every day yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, get yeah. fucking jacked yeah. you know so like you see stuff like that and it's so easy to turn that switch on where you're like yep this is what I need to do this is it this is what's been missing this is why I'm not strong it's not the fact that I haven't been following my squat cycle for the last three weeks it's, uh, or that I'm doing three squat cycles at the I same don't time. drink enough wine <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. I mean, someone out there is like, I know, dude. Someone is geeking out on that study right now. They're like, holy shit. they looking that up right now. They didn't hear anything else in this podcast except for the fact that they took resveratrol. Yep, they turned it off right now. They didn't have to work out for a week and they can go to Oktoberfest in Germany and get fucking smashed.
0: Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I did it once. Can't fucking, and I'm sad. Like, I'm a pretty professional drinker. The Hardest day of my whole entire life. That shit was so fucking rough, yeah. dude. I was home at 11.30 in the morning. Done. Done. <laughs> Done. Tapping yeah. out. Too much.
1: I think – I'm just going to go off of some real-life experience here now, um, and I think hopefully I can, you know, connect with some of you guys on this note. But I've been in the fitness industry now for quite a long time. Like since I was probably 16, I started like training – not like – like well, trying to train other people. Um, and now I'm 31, so 15 years. Mm-hmm. have had the gym now for four um, – First time at regionals was my first year crossfitting. It was 2011, and I've gone to regionals every year since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of great athletes, um, and every athlete that I know, even when they're a fucking complete badass, if they go out and they drink a lot, they never look good to me. Like, they just don't have the same body as the person who's disciplined. So I don't care what study you read about this or that or – you're drinking your NorCal margaritas instead of this and that or you don't drink mixed drinks or like any excuse that you think about drinking versus like why you don't have abs or this or that. I mean, these are people who are working out super, super hard. They're doing almost everything right except for drinking and I've never seen any of these people like super shredded. It's never the person that you're like, you know, like, it's not like Marcus Philly or it's not like, you know, some of the photos you see of me on Instagram or whatever, but like, I think a, a good one uh, is Con Porter. You guys know Con Porter. He's a games yeah. athlete from Australia. He's always talking about drinking. He looks uh-huh. like shit to me. Yeah, Con, and if I mean, you listen to this, I'm sorry, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you still get a lot of chicks, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, people think you're good looking, but, like, your body's not nowhere's near as good looking as you are as an athlete. Yeah. And I think that's... And
0: one of the really big things of that is the pH balance thing. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. constantly, constantly drinking, then your body just gets inflamed, mm-hmm. and that inflammation makes you just look puffy. You yeah. know, you lose the whole... Being cut and being shredded, you might still be strong. You might still have the muscle mass underneath it, you know, and it might not even be fat. It might literally just be inflammation that just makes you look like it lets you or it makes you maintain a lot of water weight. So then that water weight makes you look puffier.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think that's like probably the the, the one take home that I'd like to give to you guys is just basically think about all of your friends growing up or all of your friends you have right now who like literally they live a certain way and you have these other friends who like live probably really close to the same way that they do but they drink on the weekends or they drink, you know, a couple times a week or they do this or they do that every once in a while you'll get some very strange fucking freak show where it's like all everything's just all good sure there's
0: always exceptions it's always going to
1: happen but on average think about these people and think about what their body looks like and i think the the main take home from this podcast really is not necessarily performance but more of like an aesthetic Look for yourself and fat loss. and Which,
0: I mean, is what most people go for anyways. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I
1: think no matter – even if – I mean, I'm not competing anymore, I say at least. So, like, from now to, like, the rest of my life, I'm always going to want to, like, burn more fat. Even when people tell me, you don't have any fat to lose. Well, it's like – well, mentally, I'm always going to want to be trying to burn fat. Yeah. Like, no matter what, I'm always going to want to try to uh, gain more muscle. And I'm always going to do the best I can because I want to bring people in my gym. I want – people to buy my online programming want people to buy my nutrition plans and no one's gonna buy it if I look like a certain way so I have no problem like sitting down at a a table and I'll do this all the time people will be like why don't you just have a drink and I'll be like no like I don't really want to and they'll be like why and I'll be like well because I want to look good and they're like you think one drink's gonna matter I'm like yeah actually it is so like if I listened to someone every single time they said that to me that would eventually that would probably be like a couple days a week and that would probably be tens of hundreds of times throughout the year. Like, it would probably just add up and add up and snowball. Once you do it once or once you do it twice, it just gets easier and easier to to, to cave in. So for me, I'll tell people straight up, like, no, like, I am a gym owner and a trainer for a living, and, I mean, my entire life is fitness, and I have no problem saying that with a straight face, just being fucking boss about it if I can, and just owning it. I mean, it's literally like saying... Like drinking all the time is literally like saying insulin spikes are cool. Like, it's cool for me to like just drink orange juice in the middle of the day, and and then fucking eat like a bacon wrap date with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's cool for me to just fuck my body up all the time. I think you one of like those
0: bacon wrap dates, man. You're obsessed with those things.
1: I don't even eat them. No, I'm saying you're obsessed with like how fucking terrible they <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, they're so heinous. But like, I'll never forget. Oh man, I'm so pumped! I remembered this, but if you guys know Ronnie Teasdale, one of just the greatest humans of all time.
0: He's the dude that went to regionals and was working out in jean shorts, and then only snatched the first snatch just to make the minimum requirement, and then sat down.
1: But that's like that's that's nothing. That's Ronnie Teasdale. Like. Yeah, it is. But there's so many other great things about him. Um, but anyway, I'll never. He was like one of the first people I worked for in CrossFit in the in the CrossFit world. And I'll never forget, we were at Whole Foods, and there's a bunch of us there, and (laughs) we had all been eating clean for so long, you know? Like, we've been training hard for so long. We're all getting ready for regionals. And one of my buddies is like, as (laughs) as we're walking out of Whole Foods, he's like, hey, man, you want to just get some fucking brownies? These look so good, you know? And, like, we're all like, yeah, dude, let's get some brownies. Like, we're Uh all stoked. And Ronnie looks at us, like, with a straight face, and he's like, that's like saying... I want to get my fucking ass kicked today. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's like saying, I wish I didn't work out at all today. I want to get my fucking ass kicked <laughs> and I want everyone to watch it. And he was so serious about it that all of us were like, well, fuck I need well, it. Well, all right, yeah. I'm never going to have a brownie ever again. Yeah. Cause he was super, super into all this stuff and really into eating clean and like, oh man, like he, he cuts every single thing out of his diet. He's really, really, really good about it. Yeah. He's actually at the point now where only, I think most of the time when he eats, it's like only organs. He like only eats like hearts and livers and like. Holy shit. Just gnarly stuff. That's all out. That's like pretty much it. And he'll eat it like raw. Yeah. He's like really gone.
0: Well, but for the sake of. And I've been wanting to make this point anyways. This is basically my takeaway from this whole podcast um, because we're arguing we are like the pros and cons and like yeah. we're on the opposite sides of this. So I think it's just really important to understand where Ryan is at in his life and where you're at in your life you know i mean ryan is like we said he's a business owner he's big on social media his body is his business basically like he like he said he won't sell as much of his personal training maybe this maybe that the nutrition stuff if he didn't look like the way he looked also he, he was a competitor for a really long time so it's it's really ingrained into just him and his personality and his lifestyle the thing to understand is that if you're the average joe And you go out with your wife on a Friday night, you can totally have a glass of wine with dinner. It's not going to ruin your life. It's not going to ruin the progress that you made throughout the entire week. It's just like everything else in life, it's about moderation and it's about balance. And it's about understanding what you're doing to your body. I think the one thing for me that sucks a lot about learning more and more about nutrition as I go on in my life is that all of a sudden a lot of things I realized that they're really fucking terrible for me. And I'm not saying that alcohol, I was shocked You know, but this whole pH balance thing or this and that, you're like, holy fuck, like, there's so much worse than I thought. Like, you learn about sucralose. There's sucralose and shit. And now I can't – now i got to order new protein powder. Like, the more you learn about nutrition, the harder it actually gets to eat healthy. Just like the podcast we did with the fats and stuff, now i got to pay attention to that too. So the more you learn, the harder it gets. But also, obviously, the more informed you are so you can make smarter decisions over the long run so i think that's a really important thing to note that if you understand what alcohol does to you and what effects it has to your body but you're okay with that every now and then because well it's my best friend's birthday or it's my wife's anniversary or even it's just fucking friday night and i just signed a big client whatever it is right i think it's important to have that that balance in your life and be able to have a beer or have a glass of wine or just enjoy yourself if that's what you want i mean if you don't then you know, go for it. It's the same thing with nutrition. If you want a donut, I, I strongly believe that, yeah, dude, go ahead. Go ahead and have a fucking donut. Don't eat the whole box. But if you want to have a donut, yeah, go for it. And I think it's that balance is so important because you have to understand, what are you trying to do in your life? Are you trying to go to regionals? Are you trying to go to the games? Whatever it is, then you have to think about the return on investment. You have to think about, all right, well, I want to go to the games. So then, yeah, cut out alcohol cut out this, sleep 10 hours a night, do all that. But if you're just trying to look good and you want to be fit, then maybe that's overkill. Maybe that's doing a little bit too much. And I personally went through that experience um, throughout the Open last year when probably like two months, maybe three months, as soon as like the whole New Year's Eve thing passed, I came back here. I was home for Christmas and then came back. Um, I was super dialed in as far as the Open goes. I I I had laser focus. I knew my goal was to make it to regionals on a team and we got pretty close but during that entire time leading up to the open i was that that was my number one priority and i knew that that was my number one priority so Mm -hmm. it came over everything in my life and that's fine if that's you and you know that's what you want that's that's totally fine i'm not going to tell you that's a stupid goal or whatever it is right the problem with that is i was also losing friends and relationships were going to shit. And my overall lifestyle or my overall just, like, happiness was going down the drain because a lot of things that I wanted to do, I was now telling myself that I can't do them anymore. And um, I I felt like I wasn't living my life to the fullest anymore. I was in the gym four and a half, five hours a day, kind of like a zombie just going through the motions. Then regionals came and all of a sudden – or, sorry, the Open came and went. And all of a sudden, that whole goal of going to regionals is such a big part of – who you are and who you like identify yourself with you know you you have been working for this for half a year and then or maybe even more and then really dial in for like the last few months and this was the only thing that's on my schedule or on my mind so you think that your self-worth is so closely linked with it you know you think like all right if i don't make it to regionals then i'm not worth anything yeah you way know way. because it's the it's the one thing that you identify yourself with so i just think that it's really important to have that balance where after reach, after the Open passed, and I didn't make it as a team, for another probably six weeks, something like that, I was like, all right, well, the only thing I can do now is train more, you know, and I was in the gym more, and I was doing more of this, and I was eating even healthier, and this and this, and... I kind of came to a point, and I mean, Ryan was a big factor in that too, just talking to you about regionals and this and return investments. And what are you really getting if you're going to regionals? And then let's say I'm the 20th in California who qualifies to go to regionals, and then I get my fucking ass handed to me in front of a big group of people. You know, it might be a cool experience as far as the weekend goes, but then you're going back to work or going back to school on Monday, and it's just fucking Monday. No one cares. Yeah. You know? Even if you're 20th at
1: the games, it's it's the same.
0: No one gives a shit. You know? So it's just, and I went through that stage, and I. I feel like kind of like the pendulum for me right now is swinging a little bit the other way. It was really hard over to the left where fitness is everything and healthy and lifestyle and stuff. And now that I kind of let go of that, it's now swinging over to the right a little bit. Maybe I'm doing a little bit too much drinking. Maybe I'm partying too much. Maybe I'm not working out as much as I maybe should or I should be doing if I wanted to be at my full potential. But I'm okay with that, and I understand what I'm doing right now, and I think that's the most important part, that you're doing everything very, like, consciously. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm going out more than I have yeah. been. But it's because I was – And you're
1: ready to go, like, you're going to be ready to go. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's just because I was – I didn't give myself all the things that I wanted for such a long time. Like, I was just keeping it away that now it's like, well, it's Wednesday, but I want to have a fucking beer, so I'm going to have a beer. Because I told myself no so many times before yeah. that, like, now it just feels good. You know, and I think that balance is the absolute key. And the worst part about that is, when I was in college, for example, playing college football, um, this happened all the time. Where I was Monday through Friday, fucking dialed in, practice, lifting weights, eating, sleeping, everything was perfect. Recovery was on point. Saturday game day came, played, got out of game day, got fucking hammered, yeah, shit faced right? Out of the world, shit face. Woke up Sunday morning, kept drinking, kept eating like shit. Woke up Monday morning and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck happened? It was like a different person, right? Because all of a sudden, all of these things that you're craving throughout the week, once you drink, once you put alcohol into your system, it's almost like you get weaker. Like saying no to stuff gets so much harder, right? So for me now, it's a lot easier because I have more of a balance and I don't, if I want to eat a donut, I'll eat a donut. So now when I get drunk, you know what I mean, I don't all of a sudden pass that barrier and I'm just like, fuck it, I'm having 14 donuts, Yeah. you know, because I have it throughout the week and I have a beer on Tuesday if I fucking want it so I don't have to get hammered on a Friday night just because it's Friday night, you know. So I think it's just really important to have that balance, understand what you're doing in your life, understand your goals and where you're trying to go and just understand what alcohol does to you. but being conscious enough about making a decision like, yeah, I'm going to have a couple of beers years for now with it, my
1: buddies. There, oh, there's a lot of people lacking on balance these days. I'm, I'm one of them for sure. I don't really go out and have those party situations very often, but I am a little bit looser on my diet. Um, then, then I used to be in the past. I used to be like super freak, freak about every single thing. Um, but I'm kind of getting back into that. Cause I, I want to see like, how I feel if I don't have whey protein or if I don't eat eggs or if I don't eat dairy, just so that when people ask me these questions or people ask for a meal plan without this or without that, I can ask them, like, well, hey, what does it make you feel like? Um, you know, have, or if you feel like this, like, hey, have you ever tried taking this out or such and such? So I've been doing a lot of it now just for like more of testing on myself. So I, yeah. so I'm a better coach than everybody else. Yep. Yeah. But I think a good thing that I want to end the podcast on, I think it's a really good, um, little analogy for you guys is when I tell people to try to buy you know grass fed butter or raw butter or get grass fed meat or try not to eat sucralose or try not to do this or try not to do that people will say man it's really hard to find it's really hard for me to find that like where did I to like really go out of my way yeah and I'll say to them well it's really hard to find a hot girlfriend do you want to just date an ugly chick fair enough I yep. mean, yep. if everyone just gave up and said "fuck it" and started dating ugly chicks, like, yep. I mean, the world would be pretty ugly. The whole population would just get ugly. We'd all be ugly as fuck. Yeah. So I want to end it on that. Shout out to my dad for not holding <laughs> up mom. <laughs> so I can say that clear as day to somebody, right in their eye, and they'll just literally be like, "Fuck, that's such a good analogy." So, yep. um, someone told me that analogy one time, and I never forgot it.
0: And I got nothing to down today either. That's it. All right. All right, you guys, that will do it for today. I hope you guys had as much fun listening to it as we had, recording it. We definitely had a blast. And we did record that on a Friday night, so, yes, I did go out drinking after that, just for those of you that are wondering. If you guys ever want to grab a beer, uh, hit me up at Yaya's View on Instagram. You can find Fisher on there, at Ryan or simply at CrossFit Chalk with any questions, comments, concerns, anything that you guys want to maybe hear on the podcast you want us to talk about, hit us up anytime. Also, as always, guys, we really appreciate it. You telling your friends, their friends, your mom's friends, your mom, everybody at the Christmas gatherings that are coming up about this podcast, just as many people as you possibly can. Also, leave us a like, review, subscribe, all those good things. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Stay jacked.